Welcome to the Hot Lava Podcast. Jay Posner, sports editor. How are you, Jay? I'm good, Kevin. Been a long time, Jay. It has. It's good to have you uh, in the office again <laughs> for another uh, another Hot Lava Podcast. We, I hope everybody caught the, the first one that we did on position players and our thoughts on uh, what happened in 2018, what lies ahead, who's going to be traded, who's going to be back. And now we'll uh, dive into the pitching staff, and, which... Uh, Jay, I maintain, and 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 we started and, and ended up spending an awful lot of time on the weakness of the offense. I maintain, uh, and I believe the Padres feel this way, and uh, that starting pitching was the biggest issue on this team. Now, I don't think starting pitching kept them from the playoffs, and I'm not going <laughs> to blame. I'm not going to blame, you know everything on it but this the starting pitching by and large and especially in the final three four months of the season put them in position most of the time where they had very little chance to win no i think that's true and i and i think part of that i i want to say by design i don't think it was by design to be in positions not to win right that's not what i mean by design to find out something about some of these pitchers and let's see what we have. And that's why they started all these rookies. Um, and that's I, what I mean by the biggest issue and the biggest problem is they found out what they have. <laughs> right. I mean, Lucchese and Lauer started 49 games. Um, but, you know, between them, Jacob Nick started nine. So what's that? We're up to 58. Brett Kennedy, six. That's 64. Walker Lockett, three. That's 67. I might have missed somebody, but I think I think that's the I right think number. sixty-seven starts were made by rookies, mm-hmm. third most in the majors. Okay, and how did the other two teams do? One of them was the, I want to say it was the Angels. That makes sense. And I, well, some reason I have Tampa Bay in my mind, but I don't. No, Miami. The oh, Marlins. Okay. The so, Marlins. And Tampa Bay wouldn't count anyway because right. their starts are so bizarre. No, the reason I had anyway, them in my mind right. is they skew all the reliever stats. Yeah, uh, correct, <laughs> so, correct. no. So uh, what, what kind of, and how did the starting rotation, what, what, what kind of numbers did the starters have? Um, the So here's the deal. In the first, I, I kind of, rather than going first half, second half, mm-hmm. Jay, I went the first two and a half months when they came home from Atlanta on June to, uh, they came home on the 17th, the 19th, that series against the A's. Correct. I think the A's were 500 and they were exactly 500. In the and they, the A's didn't even lose 30 games the rest of the season. After the, that point. the Padres at that point, they'd lost the final two games of the Braves series. Jordan Lyles pitched a gem, seven innings, one run he lost. Um, I mean, they, the starting pitching to that point, and that the was Padres, right after they had won five straight series, five straight and then series. They lost the sixth one to the Braves. Even with losing three of four to the Braves, including right. the final two, they were six games under 500. When they had won that Friday night in Atlanta, four games under 500. Okay. okay? None of us, well, not many of us, were delusional about where the season was going. But at that point, hey, that's not too bad. So to the start of that A series on June 19th, um, the Padres starting pitchers had a 4.76 ERA. That's 74 games in. Okay. okay. It was twenty uh, fourth in I was the majors. Say, that's not very good. No, it's twenty fourth in the majors. From that point, though, the final eighty eight games, it was five three eight, second worst in the majors. I believe Miami or maybe Baltimore, uh, being the worst. So they went from bad to horrible. Or, right. So it right. was never good. There was this stretch by Clayton Richard. I have to say that I think Lucasi and Lauer 
did about as well as they expected or even really could have expected. I, th- I think that's true. I, I was definitely more impressed with Lucchese, but Lauer showed something, especially when he came back at the end of the season. Uh, and he's going to have to be that guy. Constant exactly. adjustments. Yeah. Always teetering on the edge. His whip is never going to be, you know, sub one. No, I mean, he was at over one five, whereas yeah. Lucchese was just under one three. Um, but... The stri- and the strikeouts, you know, Lucchese had more strikeouts as well. I mean, I think I think we'd agree that Lucchese has the brighter future, appears to have the brighter future, even though he was picked a couple rounds later uh, in the draft. But His I, stuff is just better. Right. That's all there is to it. But I think Lauer did show he looked like a guy who knew how to pitch. Yes. And Oh, my goodness. You know, as a guy who's 23 years old, uh, actually a couple years younger than Lucchese, the way it worked out, but even though they were in the same draft. But... He looked like the kind of guy that knew how to pitch and he could be, I don't think you could complain if he was like the last guy in your rotation, you know what you're going to get yeah. out of somebody like that. Lucchese might have a ceiling a little higher. Maybe he's a four, maybe even a three if he continues okay. to improve. Mm-hmm. Um, and look, there's a lot of guys in the minors and we're not going to get into all of that here, but there were a lot of guys in the minors that we will get to some of them like Chris Paddock, who figured to be here next year. Uh, and again, another guy we'll talk about is Matt Strom uh, and what happens with him. But I, I think there's no question the rotation has to be better. And I think it will be better. And I think it'll be better because you're not going to see 67 starts by rookies next year. Right. Because you're going to see Lucchese and Lauer and guys, uh, someone like Strom maybe, uh, mm-hmm. you know, in the rotation. Uh, maybe Robbie Erlin ends up starting a couple games. I don't know. I think that Robbie um, Erlin, it will be a guy who ends up starting a couple games because that's how a season goes. Right. It, I don't believe Robbie Erlin will be in the rotation. No, I don't think he, I don't think he will. Neither be will either. Luis Perdomo but and they, neither will Brian Mitchell. Right. But I think some of those guys might, one or two of those guys might still be here. Yep. They might start. I believe Erlin, they believe has incredible value here as a swing guy. Sort of what, what he did this year and sort of what Strom did. Yes. But I think they're looking for Strom. And we'll talk about Strom now, as might as well. Sure. I think Strom's a guy that's intrigued both mm. of us. I was extremely impressed uh, with him. I don't know how you how you couldn't be. You know, there's a guy who did have a whip sub one. Uh, you know, for the season, 61 innings, w- working his way back from injury. Obviously, he he told you he needs to uh, he needs to bulk up a little bit. Wouldn't that be great to just eat and eat and eat? Uh, yeah, man, I, I got thing, hungry. I got hungry just just reading that story. He's not looking forward to it because he knows ten to twelve pounds. You know why? He doesn't like to do the protein drinks or anything. Yeah, that so, makes sense. He almost made me like sick, like talking about all he has to eat. But anyway, um, can you imagine a guy throwing 96, 95 easy, right? Just his stuff just kept getting better, right? He was obviously getting stronger and now he wants to get even stronger and, and, and build up. So are you going to double his innings next year? Are you going to go to 120? That's where it goes tricky, right? Where are you going? So they put him in the starting rotation, right? And let's just say, you know, that he's doing really well. That means he's going five, six innings, seven innings a mm-hmm. night. Oh, he's done by July. I, so yeah. Well, Lucchese, for comparison, Lucchese started twenty six games this year and threw one hundred and thirty innings. So that's five innings a start. Yeah. So is you know, Strom might even do a little better than that. But again, you can't count on he's not going to make thirty two, thirty three starts. No, in that situation. But I do. I'm very intrigued by him. I I think he has the potential to be a very good pitcher, 
And again, a, a, certainly a number three type starter, maybe even a little better based on what we've seen. I'm, I'm really fascinated to see what happens when he has to face guys, you know, two, three times in the same, mm-hmm. in the same game. Uh, and that's a learned process too. Sure, I mean, sure. so, but so he's the, certainly got the plus pitches to do it. Whereas Robbie Erlin has four decent pitches. Yeah. No, I mean, we know what, I mean, Robbie Erlin is, is what he is and he was, he was fine. I mean, he had a four, two ERA. He went out there when they needed him to, he threw 109 innings. Wasn't with, it two Oh five and out of the bullpen. Uh, that sounds it was about as right. As many innings out of the pen yeah. as it was. And sometimes he was going three, four, I think once five and two thirds. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't walk he, guys. He needs um, to be lauded, honestly. Yeah. Uh, and he's, and, he's a value. I think Robbie Erlin was a valuable member of of this team and can be a valuable member of a staff uh, of a very good staff going, going and you know forward. who else could be really good if they can convince him hey buddy come in and do what you did that last time in san francisco and we'll get you back in the rotation luis perdomo because he clearly has the stuff now once you get to see perdomo twice in a game you can start crushing him right right <laughs> but the guy clearly has the stuff and he's kind of a jerk too, which every good, not every, but a lot yeah. of good starting pitchers need to be right. I, I believe uh, that Perdomo will be in the bullpen in a similar role to Robbie Erlin next year. And what about Miguel Diaz? Miguel Diaz is very similar too. He's not going to be stretched even, out to be a starter. Right. Cause he has even better stuff. He has incredible stuff. Um, what happens in winter ball or should say that he's in the Arizona fall league? Um, what, what happens there? And then what happens in the spring in terms of his control? But I don't think again, here's another guy. I don't know how many innings he finished with. I think it was around 60. Uh, no, it was much less than that. Wasn't it? Well, in the big leagues, it was 18 and two thirds. Okay. But I, I don't have his minor. It was numbers. like 50 something yeah. maybe then in the, in the minor sub. Uh, he won't be stretched out to be a starter, but certainly intriguing there. And that brings us to the whole idea of all these guys that have the ability to go one batter up to five innings coming out of the bullpen. Right. I mean, is Diaz a guy, I was just going to ask you, is Diaz a guy that could be a one inning guy? Is he a mm-hmm. set? Is he a, is he a setup reliever? Is he a seventh inning guy? I mean, I don't know who the closer is going to be next year. I don't know if Kirby Yates is going to be, we'll, I, I guess we'll just have to go down and talk about this, but I mean, let's, Who's the closer next year? It starts out, I believe, by being Yates. Right. It, it just does because he's earned it because he's a guy that you know that you can count on in the ninth inning. I will guarantee you at the start of spring training that Andy Green doesn't say that because Andy right. Green wants to see what Jose Castillo and Trey Wingenter do. But I don't know what they can do in the spring. Bullpen is a trip in the spring. Like well, you just don't know what you got. Yeah, right? I mean, it's not like if you go pitch the ninth inning in the spring, you can say, hey, look, I pitched the ninth so, inning because you're facing guys wearing number 82 on their jersey. What will be real this year where he basically didn't even say Brad Hand was the closer this year. It was like, well, I can pitch anybody in the ninth. Well, it was sort of true, except we knew it was going to be Brad Hand. <laughs> right. Well, next year, it would not be a shock to see somebody different depending on who was coming up for another yeah. team in to see Jose Castillo as your guy in the ninth. And, and I, again, I have no problem with something like that. I mean, I, I think Castillo is another, uh, another bullpen guy that, that I was impressed with. Uh, he had a couple struggles, it seemed like, but he again, did, but those were in like one games almost like yeah. where he would go 10 games without allowing, you know, more than a base runner, but he's another guy, 52 strikeouts in 38 and a third, a whip of, uh, you know, 0.91. Just say for the folks, what Diaz's numbers were his strikeout numbers. It was incredible. Was it 30 and 18 30 and, two-thirds? and 18 and two thirds. And that was after he went two innings and only struck out one going into that final game. It was 29 and like 16. Yeah, and two-thirds. Like so, that. um, 
So there's no question Absurd. there's guys. And that's it's it's interesting that, you know, they're they've got a lot of guys out there. I mean, we uh, Robert Stock is another guy um, who could pitch you the fifth, sixth and seventh or could come in in the eighth. Maybe I don't think so. And I don't think that he has obviously that ceiling that Wingenter and Castillo have uh, or even certainly a Miguel Diaz. But that is a reliable guy in your bullpen. Yeah. So what's going to happen next year is there's going to be some bullpen days. There's because here's how I here's how I uh, wouldn't be surprised it shakes out. Clayton Richard, sorry, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's one of your starters next year, and four rookies. Okay. And Clayton doesn't last very long. Right. Okay. Uh, I could be wrong, but Clayton could come in, have a heck of a spring, and then what are you going to do, right? And not rookies. You mean? Oh, I'm sorry. Guys like Lucasi Lauer, Lauer, then right. Logan Allen, Cal Quantrill. Okay. Okay. So. Could Where's Paddock starting man? the season? Could there be a six-man rotation? I wouldn't be surprised if Paddock needs to um, have a really good spring, or do they just start him and then shut him down in the middle of the year? Right. They start right. him in the majors and shut him down in the middle yeah. of the year. Um, could depend on what they see uh, in, the, in the spring with Chris Paddock, but certainly no doubt, and I don't know that anybody would deny it, the, the idea is that Chris Paddock will be starting games for the Padres next year, right. sooner rather than later. And Logan Allen as well. Logan right? Allen and, and Cal Quantrill. Quantrill. We don't, right. We need to see the way that he finished well. last season, and they feel like he got the whole change of speeds and, and uh, uh, straightened out. Uh, so you're telling me they are going to have 67 games started. By rookies so, again. so they well. So, but how do they structure it? You know, are there are there uh, more bullpen games, quote unquote? Are they just counting on? Hey, quick hook. Uh, they'll be eyeing everything from velocity to control. And even if a guy's given up one run and it's the fifth inning, if they think Lauer's about to falter or they have an idea that Logan Allen, you know, hasn't gone this long before, boom, in comes Miguel Diaz or whoever it is that they trust to pitch the six, right? And that's how they piece together their wins. I, they could be a better team next year with their starting pitching going fewer innings. Correct. I mean, Tampa Bay won 90 games this year playing in the American League East. Mm-hmm. Wow. And having obviously one fantastic starter. I mean, the guy's uh, uh, Snell's going to win the Cy Young Award. But outside of him, did they have any? I, I didn't follow That's it. That's why that they closely, did what they did. They did what they did because they had all these type of situations. And I don't think now, the Padres will do that. Well, you can't. But. It's tough to do that in the National League <laughs> yeah. because without the designated hitter. Uh, you know, Oakland did a lot of that. They wound up winning 97 games, especially when they, although some of theirs was later in the year because of injuries. But I don't. I don't think there's any, I mean, that, that's the way baseball is going now. There's no, there's nothing that says that the Padres need to have five starters that if they don't go seven innings, every start, they're failures, right? I, there's nothing wrong with going four, having guys go four or five innings and then, you know, mixing and matching with your bullpen to win games. And, and I think that's something, and look, people, there's going to be people out there who are going to be upset. You know, this guy didn't get to throw a shutout and this guy didn't get to get a win and all that stuff. I, that stuff doesn't matter. The, the, what matters is developing these guys and winning and winning some games. Yep. And if winning some games means that a guy comes out after four and a third with the lead, Sorry, you know, that's that's the way the game's being played right now. We'll question it. We'll kind of learn from it, yeah. right? We'll be like, well, why did that happen? And we'll you know, we'll figure it out. And along. it's going to backfire a couple yes. times, and then it's going to look like, wow, that was really stupid to do that. But in the long run, I, I, I don't think that's a bad way to go about it. Absolutely especially not. Especially with a staff like this. And especially, what if it's just a bridge? What if it's just a bridge because th- there's six more guys down there, I think, in their top 12 prospects, right, uh, that are – 
coming in 2020 or 21 or supposedly, right? Yeah, I mean, you've got, what if those guys, my head, you've got Gore and Morahone and Baez and Patino, and there's probably a couple others. Well, if we're going to 21 or whatever, and Weathers is going to be a guy. So, but we're talking, what if those guys or a couple of them are the the starting pitchers that can go seven, eight, whatever. Great. Great. Awesome. No one's going to stop them. I promise you that no one's going to stop them. But if you look at your rotation and it's got young guys who just, so Chris Paddock coming back from TJ surgery will be on a, no one will deny he's on a, a innings limit. They aren't going to say Logan Allen, Cal Quantrill are on innings limits, but. But they are. They are because they're young. They should. And they, and they right. Like be. Lauer and Lucchese right. weren't mean, those- on innings limits, but they were. Yeah. That's just how it is. So if you're looking at that and you have no dominant starter, um, Denelson Lamette come back maybe July. Um, That's so, right. I didn't even mention him. So, and look. Everyone believes in that guy. I mean, that was devastating mm-hmm. to them. Not like devastating, like that's why they didn't, you know, win 90 games, but that was a big deal to not have Denelson Lamette. Um, so I think that I'm fascinated by it. And I think it's the absolute way to go because I don't know that, that you are going to be finding the Mets parting with any of their top three pitchers or anybody else for that matter. Right. And you have these five, six guys waiting for 2020, 21. What are you doing going out and getting starting pitching this year? And that's why I don't know. I mean, I've seen, I've seen talk about the, the, the Padres need to go get a number one starter. I'm not sure that that's the case. Um, Maybe Chris Paddock is the number one starter, and he's, and and not in 2019 when obviously look they need to be better than 66 wins. At some point, you got to start winning some games. But I don't think anybody thinks they're going to contend next year. Maybe they will. I mean, they like I said they were four games under 500 at that one point this year. The A's were not far away from the A's got hot. They didn't. That sort of thing. I I don't think that they're necessarily that close. But what if these guys are as good as they're supposed to be? You know, does it make sense? And that's why I didn't uh, going back to what we said on the last podcast about Hosmer. It's one reason I wasn't crazy about that signing. They put a lot of money into that. And do you want to put a lot of money into a number one starter? Pitching contracts are so risky. You know, you're going to give five years, 150, 200 million to a, I don't know, Dow, I think Dallas Keuchel's a free agent or somebody like he that. Is. So. It's just, it's a tough situation. And I know people get tired of seeing young pitchers, but I'm kind of excited to see if this were Logan next Allen year, and Chris Paddock come, come up here and pitch. If this were next year and we had just seen the potential of Chris Paddock, right? And we were more comfortable in Lauer, Lucchese, Allen, Quantrill. I should have put and or in between all those guys. Right, we right. had a little more idea and we were clo- We had seen what Tatis can do mm-hmm. and we were a little closer. And then they're talking about, you know what we think we need? Dallas Keuchel. Or you know what we think we need? We need to trade uh, Patino for whoever it is, right? As a, right. We want a one or two starter, a veteran to help our young guys. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because unless you're talking strawberry Gooden, or not strawberry, <laughs> um, unless you're talking, uh, Jay, help me out with the, uh, the the Mets back in the day. Well, I mean, even C- just Cindergarten and Degrom right now, right? Though they what went to the World Series once and lost. But I'm talking like unless you're but talking. How, how many times did Gooden go to the World Series? You're right. You're unless you're talking superstar. Right. These young pitchers are going to struggle. You do need a, a a veteran in there. 
Probably. So is Clayton Richard that veteran? No, no. I'm or talking. About, guy I'm talking about in 2020 or oh, you know, okay. 21. Well, yeah. I, that, I'm just not comfortable with it this year. Okay. And I don't okay. think they are, which is why I think that they are talking creativity with their pitching staff. That's what they're not going to do. It's I funny. This season began with cre- <laughs> with creativity, and it was Christian Betancourt. <laughs> so I, I do have confidence that creativity in 2019 will turn out better. It has been spelled out and, and we've seen possibilities in Matt Strom, in Miguel Diaz, Robert Stock, Robbie Erlin. And actually that wasn't this year. That was that last was two years year. Ago, right. but I'm sorry, but, but anyway, this was, and you can't fault them for that. Yeah. You know, but no, I was looking forward to that. I, I was just, I thought Bethancourt would turn out better than he did, but eh, it was anyway. Him. It was worth a shot. So there we are with the pitchers, much shorter than the position players, because I don't really, I, I, I'll tell you, though, it is the fascinating thing going into next uh, season. Well, the and, interesting thing with the pitchers is, I mean, I'm looking at the numbers. I think they used 30 pitchers this year. Sounds um, right. Going down to Buddy Bauman, who pitched a third of an inning. Um, but they used 30 guys. That includes Corey Spangenberg. Sorry. So 29, 29 pitchers. Throw out Buddy Bauman. It's 28. Um, I, I don't know how many of those guys are going to be back. I mean, Hand and Simber are already gone. Lyles is gone. So that's they're, they're on this list as well. But still, Phil Hughes is gone. We're still looking at about 25 guys that pitched this year. I don't know how many are on the 40-man roster right now. Um, but... It's going to, there's going to be a lot of decisions that have to be made. So, and again, this is why we're going to get into the offseason where there's going to be who's going to be traded, who's going to be released. I think uh, in a week or so. Left, who's, what kind of prospects are they going to protect? There's a, lot of, there's a lot of stuff, a lot of decisions that have to be made to piece together the staff for next year. I think in a week or so we do, uh, we, we look at the 40-man roster. And right. just, hey, who, who are the guarantees? Right. And it'll be based on what we've seen and obviously who that I, who I've talked to. Um, and, you know, but still, even then it'll be, well, all these guys could be traded too. So you know, any, or I shouldn't say all, any one of these guys yeah. could be traded, which is a domino. And that's why I said being inside of uh, AJ Preller's head right now is like uh, the scene in uh, beautiful mind where uh, Nash, <laughs> you know, they got all the equations going right. because one move is going to affect two other moves, which is then in turn going to affect three other moves. Um, and right now anything is on the table. No, I think that, I think that's very true. So, well, we spent more than an hour in two <gasps> different podcasts breaking down this roster. Can you imagine not, if the team were good, what we yeah, would spend? No, not even in great detail, but in some, in some detail. Uh, and we will, uh, we will continue with off-season podcast every week, two weeks, whenever, or, or just whenever we feel like it. That's the beauty, of, uh, the beauty of this. I can track you down in the mountains or wherever you, uh, wherever you might be, and we'll, we'll talk about what's going on with the team. I just can't wait. I just can't wait, Jay. 40-man roster, and then you got like the general manager meetings coming, the uh, the uh, winter meetings coming. Got uh, Arizona Fall League coming. Oh, my goodness. And before we know it, it'll be hey, February. By the way, oh, I, I can't. We, we, there's so many, like you said, <laughs> we, we didn't even get into great detail. I mean, you talk about Arizona Fall League, and it brings up, you know who we didn't mention today? And, and, and prospects, like, forget it. Like, prospects are like... If, right? Yeah. We don't want to talk about it. But when you talk about Hudson Potts or, or some of these guys right. that are, maybe they're the guy at third base. Yeah. Anyway, there's just so many things to talk about this offseason. So we'll so be we'll, back to do it. We will. 